Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. As you've likely guessed by now, my name is Denise Alvarez. And before we dive into the answers to your top marketing questions, I will briefly introduce myself just in case we are new friends, and then we will dive right in. So as I said, my name is Denise, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help dream-chasing horse business owners like yourself to see clearly through the marketing overwhelm and create a cohesive plan for your social media, your website, and your email marketing that will turn your online audience into your customers. Now, I do that specifically through Take the Reins, my one-on-one coaching program, as well as website design, website copywriting, and then, of course, this podcast. I do each of these things because my heart truly is to help equestrian entrepreneurs like yourself be out in the barn or the arena or behind the camera doing what it is that you love to do. And so that's why here on the podcast, you will get a mix of step-by-step strategies, basic how-tos, and entrepreneurial mindset shifts that will help you not only see what's possible for your business, but I'm also here to guide you through that process so you can make it happen. And so today, the day we are doing that is answering some of your top questions, because I know that you are here to learn about the different facets of marketing your equestrian business. And I also know from having many conversations with clients and coaching clients and website people and inside of my free Facebook group, I have heard from you over the years that there are some commonly asked questions in regards to marketing your equestrian business. Now, of course, this episode cannot answer every single one of those, so I definitely invite you to go back to the podcast archives because there are over 120, we're on episode 126, so there are more than 125 episodes at this point that have been created specifically to help you to market your equestrian business. But today, I want to answer at least three of those most common questions. Now, I have heard it said before that good leaders ask great questions, and I know that even if you are a solopreneur, you are a leader, my friend. You are leading in your equestrian business, and so I know that the questions here are likely some of those great questions that you have been asking, and so we're going to dive into those. We're going to talk about email marketing and how you actually get people onto your list. We're going to talk about your website and social media, and if you really truly should have a website or not, and we're going to talk about how to sell on social and what the key really is to that that you may be missing. So I hope you have your notepad handy. Now, of course, the answers to these questions, the highlights of this conversation will be on the episode show notes. So if you head over to stormlily.com slash 126 for episode 126, you will see an outline of today's episode. All right. So if you're listening in the car, if you're listening while you're mucking out stalls, do not worry. I've got you covered. All right. Okay, so let's dive in and answer some of your most commonly asked questions when it comes to marketing your equestrian business. All right, friends, let's dive in. Our first 
question that I know many of you have been wondering is how the heck do I get people onto my email list? We have talked at length before. If we're friends on the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast, then you've heard me talk there. That email marketing really is key to building a sustainable marketing strategy for your horse business. And the reason, there are many reasons. The main reason I'm going to give you today to think about is just that idea of sustainability and that you have direct access to people that want to stay in touch with you. We'll talk about some stats in a little in a little bit, right? So at this point though, with this question, how do I get people on my email list? You're already convinced that email marketing could work for you. So now you're saying, what now? And the question is a good one. So I'm gonna give you a few things. So if you're a note taker, then grab your notepad and keep this handy, okay? Number one, how do you get people onto your email list? And it is to be providing value in your emails and in exchange for email addresses. It is about value. Your email marketing is truly about value, okay? You want it to be valuable for the person that you are trying to get onto your list and you want it to be valuable enough that they'll give you something so important as their email address. We know there are fears about spam, right? We know there are people that are saying, I get too many emails already. And so you need to make them have an incentive so that they actually want to get on there, okay? Now, most often we do that through what's called a lead magnet. I often refer to it as a freebie as well. And it's called a lead magnet because it is meant to magnetize your leads to you and to your email address or your email list, okay? So what happens is they fill out a simple form and you give them something in exchange for that. Typically it is some sort of guide or a cheat sheet or workbook, or perhaps it's a coupon if you have products that you're selling or a discount on services or, you know, a bonus of some kind, whatever the case may be. It's something they get in exchange for their email address that's actually valuable to them. Okay. So that is the first way that you get people onto your list is you make it valuable. And then I want you to make sure you are regularly promoting that particular lead magnet, that particular value. So don't create it and share about it just one time or put it on your website and then never think about it again. If you are going to engage in list building for marketing your horse business, you need to regularly be talking about that. So again, if it's something that's super valuable, it's going to help them, right? So for example, let me give you a real life example. Okay. I have a client who is a horse trainer and, uh, she also does lessons. And one of the things that she really talks about a lot in her program is building confidence for the rider and that there are ways that they can build confidence both in and out of the saddle. So what did she do? She created a free resource that has confidence builders inside of it that she uses in her program. And so then she talks regularly in her social media and in her conversations with people and lets them know that this free resource is available. You just have to jump on her email list, okay? And what that does is get the right people on there as well. All right, so number one, I want you to provide value in exchange for the email address. Number two, I want you to make sure that your email marketing, your list building strategy is really connected to all of your marketing. So yes, this is an online marketing approach, but guess what? You can actually put that onto your flyers. You can actually talk about that 
in person with people, when you're at an expo, when you have a booth at an event, when you're at shows, whatever the case may be, invite people onto your email list. Have a sign up board where they sign up and then you're going to send them something. Or of course, we often see the drawings and the giveaways. Now, what I want to tell you on this one, a word of caution, is I want you to focus on getting the right people onto your list that are going to become your customers. So that being said, yes, you could get a bunch of email addresses by giving away like a big Yeti cooler. That's really awesome and everybody wants it. But is that what's going to get the right people onto your list? Now, if you're saying at this event, everyone is the right person, then go for it. But I just want to make sure that as you are considering doing giveaways and as you're at in-person events and creating excitement, inviting people to get on your email list, Don't just make it about the quantity. Think about the quality and what is it that's going to get the right person to sign up for your emails. Okay. All right. So number one, value. Number two, make it a part of your overall strategy. Number three, another way that you can build your email list is to make your list exclusive. So let them know when you share about it on social and when you have it on your website, when you have it on flyers or in ads, then if they want the insider info, right? If they want to be the first to know, if they want to get the before and after behind the scenes that they're only going to get as your email list, let them know this is exclusive. Only my email friends get this information. So if you want it, you better be on the list, right? When you have that uh, FOMO, right? They're afraid of missing out attached to your email list. Then again, they're going to want to be on there. Okay. So make it exclusive is another way to do that. And then again, Make sure you're sharing about it. Make sure you're promoting and letting people know what's happening and giving them the chance to get in there. Okay, next, I want you to consider getting outside of your circle or your bubble to build your email list, okay? Yes, absolutely, be promoting it on social, but then also look for ways that you can get in front of a new audience that is related to what you are doing. Perhaps it is writing a guest article for an association that you're a part of or that you serve or that you know your people are a part of. Maybe it is writing for a magazine or a publication that's related to the area that you're working in. Maybe it is being a guest on a podcast, starting to pitch yourself, finding the podcast, again, related to your service area. Perhaps it's in-person presentations and clinics Just remember that while this is an online marketing aspect for your horse business, you can get outside and you should get outside of that bubble to meet new people and build your audience that way. And as you're doing each of those things, you're going to invite them to get your free resource. Now, I will tell you, if you're doing it on a podcast, always ask for permission. And even if you're doing it as a part of a guest article, right, to ask for permission, but even Even if they say, no, I don't really want you to, then invite them to find you on social. Link to your website and your bios every time. Let them know where to find you. And then when they get there, make sure it's very easy for them to see how they can get on your email list, okay? Okay, I have a fifth thing for you to remember related to building your email list. And that is, you know I'm a fan of big dreams, but it's also important to have realistic expectations around list building. And here's why I say this. I do not want you to get into it and start with a list of zero and get defeated because you don't have thousands by the end of the year. 
So often we hear and we listen to marketing experts, especially outside of the equestrian industry that talk about their thousands of followers and their thousands on their email list and how easy it is to sell to them. And then we think, oh, that's where it's at. I need to get on and build my email list and it's going to be so easy. I just invite people and they get on. That's not the case. It is work just like anything else. But remember, it's a long-term strategy. So I do want you to do all of these things. I do want you to be intentional to build your email list of the right people. But then I also want you to be aware that it's going to grow over time and to celebrate those small wins as you do and to keep at it. Okay, keep at it. Now, of course, paid ads are absolutely an option and that can increase, you know, the results. It can fasten, you know, make it a little bit faster to get those results. But again, just make sure that if you're going to do paid ads, that you are getting the right people in the door. And it's not just about getting those numbers, but it's about getting the right people on your list. And then if you're going to do ads, I just want to remind you to be willing and ready to invest to get that going, okay? That $15 boost your ad that uh, Facebook or Instagram or whoever is trying to get you to do is probably not going to immediately get the results and get you fast results and high numbers, okay? So if you want those high numbers, if you wanna get at it, go for it. Find a Facebook ads expert that will work well with you and just be willing and ready to invest if that's the route you wanna go, okay? All right, that, friends, is my answer to your question about how do I build my email list? How do I get people on my list? The second question that I hear regularly and that I know many of you are thinking because I see how you're approaching your marketing is, do I really need a website? It's very common, especially in this day and age of free social media, right? We have free options to market our businesses. Why do we need to invest in a website? And it's a legitimate question. I honestly think that you're really smart for stopping to ask that question because I want you to engage in your website and in your social media with a strategy. So if you're asking the question, Denise, do I really need a website to market my business well? Then that's a good question because that means you're really thinking, okay? Now, I don't want it to be a question because you're just trying to get out of something, but I want you to approach this question with a real mindset around strategy. And so that means you're looking at your website, you're looking at your social, and you're saying, what's the return? How do they work together? And how is that helping me in my business? And that's a great question. So let's answer that. Of course, yes, I'm going to say, yes, you need a website. And that's why I build websites as a part of my services. That's why I write the copy and the content on your website as a part of my design services, because I I don't just believe it, I've seen it. I've seen it work and I've seen how it plays together in your overall marketing. So it needs to play nicely, yes, with social media. But let me warn you, if you decide, Denise, website's not for me, I'm just going to do social media, then you may lose access to all your people. Like just be willing, just know that that's the risk you are taking when you invest solely in social media and you don't invest in a website. Okay. And not only that, but you have access or you lose access to your selling mechanism. If everything is tied in to your social media platforms, then you're losing access to so many things. If the platform changes, which we know it does. We know they do, right? They do, and they own that. And so that's really what I wanna hone in on is this idea of owning versus renting. 
Okay. So we know that when it comes to social media, you do not own anything. You don't own anything. You can lose it in an instant. You can lose access to your followers. You could lose access to edit your page or profile, which I have seen happen. You could lose access to your Facebook group. You could be completely blocked out. You can get hacked and then not be able to get in and have to start from scratch because you don't own it, right? You're renting that space and it's valuable. It's a wonderful tool for making connections and making sales, which will be a part of the next question that I have to answer for you, but you don't own it. And when it comes to your website, that is property that you own. You own the experience. You own the content that is there. You own the access. You own the journey, exactly what happens there. Uh, All those things, right? It's not just going to be taken away in an instant because you own it. Whereas with the social media platforms, you don't. And I have seen it's not just the large pages that get blocked or get hacked. I have seen small business owners that had to start over from scratch and they had no way to get in touch with any of those other people because they didn't have that list building strategy in place. And then they also were starting from scratch with their entire marketing strategy when it solely relied on social media. But when you have Facebook, then when it comes to making sales, you can push them to, I'm sorry, when you have a website, you can push them to your website, right? It has all that detailed information. It has the depth of your story. It has the, you know, for example, I was talking with a potential client that is uh, specialized in breeding, right? And so his website needs to have the details about each of the stallions and what's, you know, their entire registry and all those things. You're not going to provide that on social media. You need to have a place like your website to push them to, again, that you own and that you can make it very easy for them to access that. Not to mention, not to mention the whole monster of search engine optimization and being able to be found for certain keywords for your website, okay? So owning versus renting and social versus websites, it all goes hand in hand. And when it comes to marketing your horse business, I do not want to see you rely solely on social. It's a great, great tool. And I do want to see you using it. But remember that your website is a key player. And remember, you need to meet your followers where they are. And many of them want to see your website. They want to learn more. They want to make that custom order. All those things, it needs to happen and be easy to do right on your website. Okay. Okay. If you have more questions about that, please let me know. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Okay. All right, the next question, speaking of questions, the next marketing question that I wanna answer for you is, what is the key to selling on social media? Now, this is an important question because as I said, social is very important. It's a wonderful tool. But if you're just using it as a tool to track how many people are following your page and you're not actually seeing a return for your business, and it may not always be selling, but you need to see a return for your business, right? Then it's not working for you. And as a business, of course, in order to be profitable, you need to be making sales of some kind in relation to the work you're doing on social media. So as I said, just because you have thousands of followers, that does not mean money in the bank. We have talked about that before, and we'll talk about that more again in a future training because it's such a key, important mindset shift, and it's something we have to continue 
often to remind ourselves of. So if that's the case, if it really is not just a matter of the number of followers you have on your social media platform, then what is the key to selling on social media? I'm going to give you two, all right? Two big keys, they go hand in hand. And number one is you need to be more concerned about getting the right people following you versus getting everyone to follow you. And again, I know this is a biggie and it can be very hard. And yes, if you want to reach more people with your organic content, then you have to have more followers. I get that. But if you're just getting followers for the sake of followers, if you're just creating reels and creating shorts and doing these things just to go viral, just to get those followers, then I want you to really evaluate, is that helping you to build your equestrian business? What are you seeing on the other side of that viral content? What are you seeing on the other side of that boost in followers? How are you converting them into your customers? Well, number one, you have to be clear on who you are for so that when you get those new followers, you can go, oh yeah, that's for me. Oh yeah, that's for me. And ideally those new followers are going to be people and businesses that are right fit for you because you've done the work to be clear on who you are for and your messaging aligns with that and it draws those right people in. Because I want you to think about this, when people are engaged in the content that you create, and they decide to follow you because they like what you're creating, then you've attracted that right people. And what happens is you've attracted people that value what you're already doing, and they're willing to invest in what you're doing and become your customers. But if you haven't done the work to know who you're for, and you're just creating content to get the likes and the shares, then it's not going to benefit your business in the long run. So you have to be concerned about getting the right people. Okay, the second key to selling on social media is to create content with that buyer's journey in mind. Now, again, I talked on a previous training about the buyer's journey, but essentially the very simple form is they're going to go through a process of three stages before they become your customer. Number one is awareness. They're becoming aware of the problem that they have. And then consideration. They are then considering all of the options that are available to them. And then decision. And then they are making the decision of who are they going to work with? Who are they going to invest in? Okay. So knowing that you need to create content on social media with that in mind. And so you need to create content that engages them in the awareness stage. Maybe you need to highlight a few of the areas and problems that you know your audience and your potential buyer is facing. Create content around consideration. What are some of the objections that they may have that you need to address in your content? What are some of the questions that they may have as they're considering not just you, but everybody else? And then decision time. You need to create content that really helps them to make a decision and almost forces them to, not in a bad way, but it really makes them pause and say, am I going to buy? Am I going to invest? Am I going to step over to the website and learn more? So giving those call to action is how you're helping them to make a decision. Now, I actually did an entire training that talked more about each of these three phases. So you can go to my uh, Facebook page, the Storm Lily Marketing or How to Market Your Horse Business Facebook pages. They both have that under videos. You can check out those trainings. But the key that I want you to remember today is that I want you to create content with the buyer's journey in mind. You have to have an intention and a strategy behind your content if you want to sell on social media, okay? All right, and then you're gonna invite them to go past social 
and you're going to invite them to get on your email list, get on your website, all of those things, right? And that's a real big key. So often what I see people doing is creating content. Again, I'm big on engagement, you know, on engagement. We've talked about that before. I want you to create engaging content that invites people into that relationship. But if all you're ever creating is fun content, if all you're ever creating is content that's just trying to get the comments and the engagement, but you're not ever trying to sell, then selling on social media is going to be harder, right? So you need to be willing to make the ask. Yes, be serving. Yes, be educating. Yes, be engaging. But be willing to make the ask if you actually want to sell on social media, okay? All right, so those are the top three questions that I often get when it comes to marketing your equestrian business. And each of these things are related to the keys that you need to market your horse business online. Your audience needs to be clear. Your messaging needs to be clear and effective as well. You need to have a plan around your social media content, your email marketing strategy, and your website and how they're all going to play together to help build your dream equestrian business. And that is the basic outline of what we do inside of my coaching program, Take the Reins. It's a one-on-one program. And so the last question I'm going to ask or answer, the last question I'm going to answer for you is related to that because I know that for some of you, you're saying, okay, what is a coaching program really when it comes to marketing? What does that actually look like? Okay. So how is coaching different than just hiring you to do my social media? How is coaching different than just hiring you to do my website? Okay. So let's talk about that. There are three areas that when it comes to your marketing, there are three ways, I should say, three options that you have available to you, okay? And this is how we're gonna answer that question because each of these three options, one is coaching, but the other two are not, all right? So number one is completely DIY. You do it all on your own. You watch all the videos, you listen to the podcast, and you're like, I got this, I'm gonna take action. I don't mind spending hours consuming the educational content because I know what I'm doing. I'm confident in it, I can make this work. That's the DIYer, and if that's you, stay around, stay for the education, and then take action and tell me you're doing it. I love that. The other option you have is done for you. So that is where you do hire somebody to completely do all the things for you, okay? So they're doing your social media, they're doing the engagement, they're creating the stories, creating the reels. It's hands-off approach for you for the most part. Typically, you're gonna pay about five to $700 per month just for the social media arm, right? So probably over the course of the year, $6,000 that's directed at marketing your business specifically on social media. Then of course you have email marketing. So maybe you're gonna pay somebody to do your emails, to write the copy, to schedule them out, whatever the case may be. So that would be done for you. Now done with you, that's where coaching comes in. So done with you is when you're saying, Denise, I want the education. I want the help taking that education and really applying it to my business, making that strategy and having something that I can turn around and implement because I'm confident it's talking to the right people. The messaging is clear. I have a plan in place. I'm ready to implement and follow that plan. That is where coaching comes in. It's for that person that's saying, I don't want to pay $700 a month for someone to do my social but I also feel like DIY is not working for me and there's not a connection. There's a disconnect somewhere and there's not a strategy. 
I need that strategy in place, so I'm gonna hire a coach to help me get there, and then I'm gonna implement that. That is what one-on-one coaching is and what that looks like. And here's why people, here's why you should consider it, and here's why previous clients have considered it, because they realize copying what everybody else is doing or hiring out your marketing before you have a clear audience, before you have clear messaging, it's not going to work. You have to be very clear on who you are for. You have to be very clear on uh, the promises that you're going to make and the results that you can get them and what that looks like. You have to be clear on your messaging before you can move on and try to be effective in your social and your email marketing and on your website because otherwise it's completely haphazard and it's not gonna get you the results that you want for your horse business. Instead, you need a clear path to follow that is centered around the goals that you have for your business so that you can use email marketing, social media, and your website to build those connections and help to turn those followers and those website visitors into your customers. And so that's exactly what we do inside of Take the Reins. It's a personalized one-on-one coaching program for equestrian entrepreneurs who are ready and want to create that cohesive social media, website, and email marketing strategy. And we do that together in three months time, all right? So that means twice a month, you and I meet together for 90 minutes of an intensive coaching call where I'm asking you the questions, helping you to work through the hard questions to get the answers so you can have that clarity and you can go from knowing where you want to go but not sure how to get there to actually having a plan that you can follow, that you can implement and fall back on. All right, friends, I know that episode was packed full. So be sure that you check out the show notes in case you missed an important nugget that's going to help you as you market your horse business. Now, I want to make sure you know a couple of things in addition to what you just learned. Number one, I do have a free resource for anyone who is getting started with email marketing. You're saying, Denise, you're talking about list building, but I'm not even really sure where to start. This is where you want to go. I have a beginner's guide to email marketing for horse businesses, and you can grab that for free at stormlily.com slash email guide, or of course, just head to those show notes at stormlily.com slash one, two, six. All right. So first of all, if you're just diving into email marketing, grab that free guide. Now I do have a website checklist as well, and you can head to my show notes and grab that too. Okay. I'm not going to give you all kinds of links. So what I would say is head to the show notes for all the things, including a free guide for email marketing, a free guide for if you have a website and you're trying to see if it's actually working for you. And then if take the reins is something that is interesting to you and you're thinking that might be what I need as I head into the new year, that might be what I need actually as I start the new year, because believe it or not, when this podcast episode first airs, it's going to be almost December, just days away from December, 2023. So if 2024 is your year and you're saying, Denise, I am ready to make that happen. Then I would invite you to head to the show notes or stormlily.com slash reigns, get all the information there for who this program is really for, who it is not for, which is also very important and see if it's a fit for you and your equestrian business. Okay. Of course, if you have any questions about what you've learned here on this episode, 
or any of the information in the free resources, please feel free to reach out. You can reach me anytime, denise at stormlily.com or connect with me on social. I love to visit with you all and hear from you. So please do let me know if there's a way that I can help you. Now, in case you are not getting notified when there's a new episode available, be sure that you are subscribed to the podcast in your favorite listening app and get onto my email list. Every week, I will send you a very quick note to tell you when there's a new episode. And then I have a few golden nuggets that are just for my email friends to tell you what I'm learning and give you a little boost of encouragement or confidence or knowledge or whatever is going on and what I'm learning, reading all the things, I put that into a very brief email every week. So if you're not getting that, I would love to invite you to get on there. You can head to guess what the show notes and you can get on my email list there as well. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I so appreciate you. I am encouraging you. I am cheering for you and stay tuned because another new episode is coming up very soon. Have an amazing day. 